Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Come on. What's going on? Welcome to another episode of Tariq Radio. I am your gracious host. My name is Tariq Nasheed. Listen, if you need $50,000 or more to grow your business, there's a company that can help. They can do loan approvals in 24 to 48 hours with funding within 10 days or less. Their on-site team of experts at Nexus Funding, they can handle all the details from start to finish. Give them a call today at 310-213-8416. That's 310-213-8416. They have experts standing by waiting to answer any questions. So family, let everybody know that we're live right now because we're going to chop it up heavy on tonight's broadcast, ladies and gentlemen. This is going to be a doozy. We in here. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. Let everybody know what it is. Now, family, what we're going to do while everybody's coming on in here, while we're waiting, we're going to take a commercial break. break. We're going to take a commercial break. And we will be right back right after these messages right here on Tariq Radio. Don't move a muscle. Listen up, squares. You need to get the legendary book on game, The Art of Mackin, by author Tariq King Flex Nasheed. Available on Amazon right now. Can you dig it? This book has been a bestseller for 20 years, Jack. And the New York Times called it a classic. That means it's out of sight. So this book ain't for no lames who ain't trying to learn the game. Jive turkeys. So if you're ready to stop slacking in your macking, get the Art of Macking book on Amazon and Barnes and Noble right now. Sucker. Rated PG. That stands for plenty of game. Jive chumps. Check out the brand new documentary, New Orleans 2030. It's a documentary that talks about the wake of events following the Hurricane Katrina tragedy in the great city of New Orleans and how they experienced an abundance of gentrification, financial apartheid, corruption, and human displacement. And if these trends continue, it begs the question, what will the city of New Orleans look like in the year 2030? Director Tyrese Terrell McKnight interviews politicians from New Orleans and other people in this eye-opening documentary. Check it out right now on Woku.tv. That's W-O-C-O-O.tv and type in New Orleans 2030 right now. It's tax time again, so let the experts at Clark Pro Taxes make filing your taxes easy for you. They can prepare your taxes in person or virtually in all 50 states. Just snap a picture of your documents and leave the rest up to them. Let Clark Pro Taxes prepare your personal and business taxes. Clark Pro Taxes will not stop until you get your maximum refund. Go to ClarkProTaxes.com right now. Their calendars are open for the 2024 tax filing season. That's Clark Pro Taxes. Taxes.com. Follow them on Instagram and Facebook at Clark Pro Taxes. Check out the brand new novel Low Hanging Fruit by author Tyrus McKnight. Everything seems to be going wrong for 24-year-old Trenton Moore. Everyone close to him is either leaving or dying, but then he meets a 19-year-old Jessica Mars, who's a student who also does exotic dancing to pay her school fees. Can these star-crossed lovers find true love and happiness? 
Find out by reading the novel, Low Hanging Fruit, available right now at Amazon.com. Family, are you tired of going from site to site looking for children's books? Go to DrBirdieBooks.com, where we already have over 100 children's ebooks. 100 children's ebooks? That's going to cost a few hundred dollars. No, our ebooks start as low as $347 for a pack of 10 unique children's books. That's D-R-B-I-R-D-Y-B-O-O-K-S.com. Dr. Birdie Books. Bro, stop playing and start spraying. Leave an op on the ground where you stand. At all costs, yeah, make sure you protect it. Old goon juice, the formula been tested. You can defend yourself. If you find that you need a little help, gotta stay ready. Ain't no love in the street. Pepper spray straight to the face, make them get weak. Get it at ogoonjuice.com. If they think it, you slipping, then tell them to come get them some. If you packing this, you won't be lacking. But shot to the eye in them problems you having. Maximal strip hit them haters on ground. So you can feel free when you out in the town. Ogoon juice and don't forget a shirt, man. You gotta stay ready. That evil on lurk. Yeah. You are now tuned into the legendary OG. OG. Tariq Nasheed. I was up on this. To all my friends. On Tariq Radio. Radio. Where is Tariq getting all this cash? And I'm back. It's Tariq Nasheed. Ladies and gentlemen, I am back. I am back. I am back. Ready to chop up game. Glad to have y'all tuning in here, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to have a fun night tonight. We're going to have a real good conversation tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Glad to have y'all in here. Don't forget to go to um, Hidden History Museum to get the Hidden Heroes from A to Z book, ladies and gentlemen. Don't forget to get that. And uh, um, when I get around, what, 3,000 people in here, then I'll hop on camera. Just waiting on the room to pile up. When we get around 3,000 people here, then I will hop on camera for the family. So we got to get right into it. And, and by the way, everybody, retweet the broadcast right now, please. Put it on X and put it on your Facebook page. Let everybody know that we're live right now. Give me a thumbs up in the YouTube chat room if my audio is good. I like to make sure everything is good. If the audio is good, ladies and gentlemen, give me a thumbs up in the chat room. Shout out to Nikki the God, one of the mods. Where's Wartox? Can't see my brother Michael Warden. Trying to see where the family is. But look, we got to talk about Brickgate. Now, you guys know about the Brickgate situation. It was a um, Somalian woman. She's Somali, Somali tether. And this woman, some months back, hopped on social media screaming that a black man hit her with a brick because she wouldn't give him her phone number. And then she said other black men stood around watching as she got hit with a brick. And boy, social media went nuts. A lot of the anti-black male think pieces started coming out. 
There were articles denigrating black men, particularly foundational black American men. And immediately when I saw the situation, I said, this ain't got nothing to do with the FBA family. I saw her. I saw who the people she was around. I said, nah, this ain't got nothing to do with us. Number one, we don't be running around hitting chicks with no damn bricks. Like, we, we don't do that. If they we don't get a number, we, that, that's kind of game goofy. We don't do game goofy stuff like that. Yeah, we got a couple of knuckleheads. You know, we do have that. But generally, that type of game goofy stuff, nah. That's not our get down. But boy, the media jumped on this. And they use this as an opportunity to bash and attack black men and the black community. Look at this. NBC News. Brickgate revives an old argument between black men and women. Oh, man. The harm that black women suffer. And look who it's written by. It's written by some tethers. Oh, the tethers jumped on this. Uwa Ede Usipo. So, yeah, back and forth between the accusers, detractors, and supporters represent a long-simmering, long-simmering tensions between black men and women that now play out on social media. No, this is tether and non-tether stuff we was talking about. Let me say this. Let's be very clear. Foundational black American women, they knew what this was. I got to pop my collar to the FBA sisters. No, don't let the tether class, don't let them sit here and try to redefine history. The tethers were using this to bash foundational black American society. Who we got in here? Somebody said there's a tether or a, a troll in the, the room, in the chat room. Where are my mods? What are we doing, mods? All right, if we got trolls in the room, my mods need to get up on that. But like I said, I got to give props to the FBA sisters because FBA sisters were calling this woman out. They were calling this woman out heavy. In fact, um, the sister who really stayed on her bumper was a sister named Daphne. I think Daphne is down in Texas, but Daphne was really on the bumper of this woman. Yet Daphne broke the story. Daphne, this sister, was calling foul from day one, and that sister didn't let up. So, yeah, y'all not going to play the gender thing because a lot of the sisters, they knew that this was a, a, a finesse. So the thing is, so the woman sat here and said she got hit by a brick and black men and whoop-de-whoop and all these think pieces, all these articles came out. Look at these articles. Look at these articles. Plausible denial, di uh, deniability. The knee-jerk reaction when black men witness violence against black women. Oh, they were just running with this thing. Black women are not trying to be cruel in rejecting somebody's advances. They're expressing their right to socialize with whom they choose. So they were running with this stuff. All the, the mammy feminists, everybody was, even the, the international press got on it. Woman's horrific 
injuries after a man hurls a brick at her face for refusing to share her number. So they really jumped on this thing. Heavy. And a sister named Daphne was calling it out. And, and many other sisters were calling this thing out. And they were saying, hey, wait a minute. Nah, this woman has a history of making these false accusations that she got hit or assaulted and then putting up a GoFundMe page. I did a broadcast about that too. So she has a history of doing this stuff. And I think, didn't at one point she say that um, some black women jumped on her? I think at one point she even said, because she, she does this a lot. She sits up here every, what, year or so? She hops online talking about she got assaulted. Somebody black didn't beat her up, but somebody didn't did something to her. I could have swore, if I'm not mistaken, she said some black women beat her up at one point. Is that accurate, Room? Because there's so much going with this woman. There's so much going on with her. I want to say there was a situation where she said some sisters jumped on her. So, yeah, somebody said she did this whole routine, this whole shtick about three times. So this woman is a Somalian immigrant. I've read her story before. Her family, they were escaping the war-torn homeland and they didn't moved all around and you know this woman is weird and the, the family man this is why we've been out here delineating because this type of stuff is a bad look yeah she's always accusing somebody of something shout out to nikki the god our good fba sister she called her out the sisters were calling her out but that whole tether scam thing this is why we've been delineating. We're not hating on our non-FBA brothers and sisters, but family. Y'all, you guys are still family, but the riffraffs from among you? This is why, family. We're not just saying, hey, we're delineating just to be on something funny style. This type of stuff right here is not the business. Y'all have the tether class who come over here with that scamming mentality. And they cause complete havoc among us. This has caused havoc among us. You understand? We're, we, we just don't want to be associated with weird tethers, man. We just don't. And we shouldn't have to be. If we went over to your homeland doing this weirdo ass stuff, we would get stoned and whipped in the streets. You understand? That woman, let's be real, she went out of her way to undermine FBAs. That woman went out of her way to make a buck undermining us. I've talked about these feminist mammies before. For years, I've been on these feminist mammies, these women who run around here, these weirdos that don't nobody know, who go around hanging in white circles denigrating us. And I, I've been calling these people out for years and I've been saying, hey, man, there's something something real weird about these folks. Don't nobody know them. All of these little mammies that go around um, trying to denigrate black men and then by proxy black women, because the thing is, we're not separated in the eyes of the dominant society. They look at black men and women the same. So when they create 
when the tethers sit here and create a narrative about black men, that same narrative applies when it's negative about black women too. So if they say black men are overly sexual, they'll be like, yeah, the women are too. In fact, when they talk about the Pookies and Ray Rays, they always talk about how ain't no fathers around and it's the black women raising the Pookies and Ray Rays. So the yeah, Septum Ring Twitter, these foreign mammies will sit up here and denigrate black men and foundational black American women. And for a long time, I'm like, why would they put a target on other black women's backs? I would always wonder that. That's the thing that was kind of puzzling me about some of these mammies before we knew their backgrounds. These, first of all, we knew that they were weird. The, the, the ones claiming feminism, it was always some weird, bedwinchy, anti-black society stuff. And I'm like, wait a minute, these people are sitting here putting a target on the black backs of black people, yet they're black themselves. What is their angle? And I was, for years I was trying to see what the angle is of these people. Who would do that? Even if you are a super coon, why would you put a target on your own back? Then I realized I started looking in the backgrounds of these people. I said, wait a minute. These people are foreign. A lot of these people who sit up here talking about their feminist and talking about black men ain't shit and the black community need to do this. And I'm, I'm looking at foreign flags. I'm, I'm seeing the foreign flags. I'm like, Oh, there we go. These are tethers. Who's trying to get us wiped out. Let me tell you something. These folks would love nothing more than to see us shot down in the streets by these white supremacists. Remember, it was the tether class. These were the ones calling us body bags. Because, see, here's the thing about coons. Do we have 3,000 people in here? I told you I was going to get on camera. We almost got 3,000 people. Like I said, we get 3,000 people in here. I'm going to jump on camera. The thing about the tether class and the coon class, domestic coons will only go so far. They'll only go so far with the cooning, they'll stop at some point. Like Daryl Scott, the guy who hangs around Trump, he'll go so far with the cooning. He'll he'll call some of the, the white supremacy out. He will call it out at one point because, you know, th those Negroes are very performative. The coons with tethered backgrounds like a Candace Owens, you know, they they take it all the way there. They'll be like, yeah, George Floyd, yeah, yeah. He, he got what was coming to him. The, the foreign tethers will sit up here and justify black children getting um, slaughtered by the white supremacists. They'll sit up and do that. But the diamond and silks, even they have a cutoff with their cooning. And I talked about this before, diamond and silk, they actually spoke up for the family of George Floyd. They said, you know, what, what happened to him wasn't cool. They're like, yeah, yeah, we're coons and mammies, but yeah, that's performative. What happened to that dude and his family, that's not cool because even they understand as foundational black American women, they have men in their families who can be targeted the same way. You understand? They understand that. They have children, they have a father, they have FBA family members who can get targeted. Whereas the tethered class, they want us to get targeted. I want y'all to understand. They want us to get targeted so they can make a buck. This, the woman on the screen, Roe 
Rhoda Osman. This woman has been allegedly finessing money, going on trips while putting a target on everybody's back. She came over here creating havoc and chaos, got a bag out of it, and is still trying to get a bag. And she's living her best life. You understand? We got to understand how nefarious and, and, and devious these tethered classes are. Because these people have a low-key hatred of us that we just don't understand. We got 3,000 people in here. All right, we're, we're in here heavy. We are in here heavy. Let me hop on the camera for the family. Like I said, where are we? Got so many tabs up because we got a lot to talk about tonight. Let me get on camera. Bam, there I am. What's going on, guys? I'm in here. Got my Adidas jacket on. <laughs> What's up, y'all? How y'all living? I'm up in here. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. Yes, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. But listen, yeah, it looked like she... Now listen, listen, listen. So now there was a sister named Daphne that was really on her bumper. Daphne wouldn't let up. Daphne was just unraveling the whole scam. Daphne was sending things to the authorities. So now they charged her. Down in Texas, they charged her for um, deception. They closed down her GoFundMe page. Um... From what I understand, I think they have a warrant out for her now. And I think, you know, she might be on vacation. I think I saw a video of her in Jamaica somewhere. So this woman might be on the run. So all of this backfired on her. So we got to give a shout out to Daphne. I don't know what Daphne's last name is, but Daphne, that sister was doing the work of the community. The, the, the family is tired of this tether nonsense. So let's look at some of the news stories about this woman. And also there was a guy involved. And here's the thing. She got into an altercation with the dude. And there's a guy who's in the center of this, this, this case. But let me play some of this. Let me, let me get some of the, um, let me get, the news story going on here. All right. Because I think the woman now, Rhoda, is a possibly a fugitive right now. Hold on. Let's look at this right now. Hold on. Let's see what they're talking about. Oh, what I do, what I do. I did something I supposed to do. Hold on. All right, hold on. The woman at the center of a viral video who claimed a man threw a brick at her head because she would not give him her phone number is now wanted by Houston police. This story got national attention after that woman live streamed what she claimed was the aftermath on Instagram and started a GoFundMe. Only KPRC 2's Bryce Newberry is talking with the prosecutor on this case tonight. He joins us live near the gallery with the latest, Bryce. Daniela, Houston police got called to this street in September, and when they arrived, the woman seen in that viral video told them that an Uber driver threw a brick at her head and then tried to kidnap her. But tonight... But dude, her story kept changing up. That's the thing. She kept changing the damn story up. 
She has become the focus of this, this criminal investigation because Houston police say the surveillance footage captured by cameras on this street doesn't match her story. Yo, this man just hit me in my face with a brick and all these black men just watch. This video with more than a million likes on the Shade Room's Instagram page captured the moments after what appeared to be a brutal attack in West Houston. Y'all gonna let a man hit me in my face. The woman is 33-year-old Rhoda Osmond. What have I ever done to anybody in my life to deserve this? Seen here in tears in a hospital gown. She told the detective... They responded that she was hit in the head with a brick after she refused to give her phone number to a guy on the street. And was that verified by any of the evidence that detectives looked at? No, that was not verified. Harris County Prosecutor Keith Houston says surveillance videos from that early September morning show Osmond hitting a man first. So she's the one who, the, she was the aggressor? She was the aggressor, yes. And it was a water bottle that hit her, not a brick? He did have a water bottle in his hand, and we think that's what left the mark. According to court documents, she asked someone else to launch this GoFundMe for her recovery, raising more than $42,000. Okay, okay. Now follow me on this. All right. So family, let me get on camera. So there was a dude involved. And I'm going to play an interview from, from the guy. That The hit wasn't from the water bottle. It looked like she deliberately instigated a situation with a dude because in my conjecture, it looked like she wanted to get hit so she can just have this finesse story going on. She got into a situation with a dude. Now, remember, when she went into this club... She had a mask on her face. Her face was covered. And then when she takes it off, then this big old thing on there. So the conjecture people are saying that she probably put some kind of saline in her face to make it seem swollen up and instigated something so that she can say, hey, oh, my God, look at what this person did to me. You understand? Let, let me play the interview of a, the guy involved. There was a guy. and Nobody hit her with a brick. Nobody hit her with on damn brick. But listen to this situation here. Now listen to this. This is a guy who she got into an altercation with where she hit him. Then he kind of hit her back like in a reactive way. But it didn't leave no big old bruise like this. Hold on. Hold on. Yo, this man just hit me in my face with a brick and all these black men just what? This video has been seen millions of times. The man accused of the viral brick throw reached out to me for his first interview. This was a well thought of plan. A diabolical plan. Olin Douglas is a father, son, and small business owner. But in September, allegations made by 33-year-old Rhoda Osmond nearly put it all at risk. It caused people... Now I don't know. He, he this guy might be Caribbean from the hairline. I'm 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 smelling some Bammy. I don't know, but the the hairline is giving me um, Caribbean. But shout out to him. No disrespect to the brother because he was a victim in this situation. This guy he was a victim in the situation. But I'm I, I do smell Bammy coming from the brother. Hold on who I thought really knew me to kind of betray me. Douglas says he met her at a club near the Galleria as she wore a mask that only revealed her eyes. Right. He invited her to an after party. It's as if she was trying to get in some type of conflict. But says she... Right. 
was aggressive and very intoxicated. They ended up in a car with friends. She physically didn't start touching me until I asked her to leave. So you gotta get out. Outside the car, Houston police say surveillance video then showed Osman slapping him in the face before he hit her back with what appears to be a plastic water bottle in hand. You should never hit a woman in general, but I didn't want to hit her actually. It was like she hit me and I just reacted. According to court documents, the footage didn't match what Osman told police, that a male Uber driver threw a brick at her and tried to kidnap her, that she did her own investigation and was told that Douglas was the one who assaulted her. She's now charged with theft because prosecutors say she made it up and tried to profit from this GoFundMe that raised more than $42,000. It's been a divide between, you know, black men, black women, and, and it's been... It's, 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 it's really evil what she did. Police didn't have this surveillance video, this evidence that basically clears you. What kind of situation do you... Yeah, what, yeah everybody's trying to speculate where he from. Somebody, he might be Nigerian because a lot of Nigerian cats are out there in Houston and they changed their name. It is giving me not Nigerian vibes, especially with the bootleg Louis Vuitton sports coat. But shout out to the brother. He's the victim. We're not trying to go in on our... This is our brother. This is our brother. He's a victim. But, the, you know, it, it's giving me Yoruba. <laughs> you think you would be in? I would be that guy that hit a girl with a brick. I'm black. I'm surprised I didn't get arrested in 30 seconds from this going out. Douglas says he's received death threats from complete strangers. She's just manipulating people using their pain. And that... Is, should be the true crime here. He hopes people online will be more conscious. The, the internet is the internet. It's not real life all the time. Yeah, yeah, he's clearly not an FBA because my brothers in Houston, they would have got that hairline together. So he's clearly not going to any other brothers in Houston to get a to get his hairline straight. He's not going to the brothers in Houston. My, my Houston family would get that hairline together. My, my brother, I got a partner in Dallas who's surgical with it. <laughs> my brother, the Lion King out there in Dallas. My brother specializes in lineups. If you're in Dallas, look up the Lion King. L-I-N-E. He's actually from Louisiana, but he, he's out there in Dallas. And he, when I go to Texas, when I go out there to Dallas, my brother takes care of me. But yeah, my, he needs to go see the Lion King. But but that's our brother. He's our brother. I'm not, we're not we're not denigrating him. We, we're, that's our brother. All right. Even though he's not an FBA, that is our brother. All right. But y'all do y'all got to hit some of my folks up, man. Y'all got to hit some of the people up out there. You got some good barbers out there in Texas. But um, but old girl was finessing. Looks like and, and as this brother said, looked like she was deliberately trying to get into an altercation. Which is what I'm thinking, too. She was deliberately trying to instigate something so she can say, hey, somebody look at what some black man done to my face. Look at what they did to my face. You see? And I'm so glad that people are calling this woman out because now there's a warrant out for this woman. The authorities are looking for. And now this situation 
we need to get some apologies from people because you had a lot of clout chasers trying to use this to denigrate black society. Some of these dudes, some of these old clout chasing dudes were out here trying to use this to get clout to denigrate black society. This one punk dude, um, uh, the conscious Lee, he was real big on co-signing this woman's bogus narrative and the conscious Lee was denigrating black society and black men and now he's still splaining yeah the sister Daphne I think he was saying something greasy about her the sister who exposed all this stuff so the conscious Lee dude um this oh this is the king of plebiscite babblers let me play a clip of this dude. It's one of these dumb, smart Negroes who, who thinks they're real smart. They think they're smarter than what they are. Hold on one second. Let me... Da, 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 da. All right, hold on one second. Let me play the clip of him plebiscite babbling. Where we at? Right, hold on. Da, 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 da. All right, right here. Listen to this. Listen to his babbling. He's still trying to explain even after all the evidence came out. Woman known as Brick Lady charged in Houston after being accused of making the whole thing up, raising 42,000. So nobody read the article though, huh? Consciously, when you gonna apologize because that little heifer was scamming? I told you she was scamming, she was lying. When you gonna apologize, the apology better be as loud as the support for her too. And before we even get into what the article proves and disproves, let's state the obvious. A lot of y'all don't have as much hope and legitimacy into the system or the legal process until it's about disproving support of a black woman. Then all of a sudden, oh Lord, Lord, come legal advocates because just a couple of days ago, y'all was all about Martin Luther Majors being a victim of the system because his victim lied about the details in which how it happened. The article proves what that what kind of weak correlation was that? Well, that he thought he ate. That was a weak ass correlation right there. Now here we go with the plebiscite babbling. That she was assaulted, but that she did not give the correct details about how it happened. According to charging documents, Osman and Douglas were in an argument and Douglas reportedly swung his right hand while holding what appeared to be a plastic bottle and struck Osman in the face. Now, why is the headline written in the way to presume she made the whole thing up when the article was Because she did. This dude is still trying to explain. No water bottle do that, and I don't even think he really hit the woman, to be honest. It states that she was assaulted, but that she allegedly lied about how she was assaulted. So for the people in the back, the reason why she's being charged with fraud is because law enforcement has said, no, you were assaulted, but you lied about how you said she was assaulted. Therefore, all the money you raised is fraud. No, she wasn't assaulted. She hit somebody. They reacted by hitting her back. And then she took her little mask off or whatever and said she got hit by a brick and made up a whole damn scenario. So, dude. Which literally leaves me scratching my goddamn head. Now, the GoFundMe that is being called into question was about helping her recover and paying for medical bills because she was assaulted. Now, the article itself states that she was assaulted. So, what a fraud commit. Because she, no, she wasn't, okay. Well, I, these clout-chasing buffoons, you know, especially with the dude got some That's So Raven um, bundles woven into his bunt hair. No, dude. 
This dude has some cheetah girl braids in. No, dude. Him hitting her didn't swell her head up like that. I'm pissed off my hand and tell me it's raining, huh? The article also states they were able to find video of the defendant and another person who they believe was the accused assaulting. They got in the car. They both got out the car. The defendant slapped the male who responded by slapping her back. He did have a water bottle in his hand, and we think that's what left a mark on her face, but it was mutual combat. That's what they said. Right. They charged this woman with fraud. Because she said she was hit by a brick, but they said she was hit by a water bottle, but they do acknowledge she was hit. They do acknowledge it was marks left on her face. So she can't get a GoFundMe to take care of what put, what? And then this really- No, okay. Okay. I, 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 there's, I can't do, I can't do it. I, I can't do, uh, that's enough of this plebiscite babble. Oh Lord. These clout chasing plebiscite babblers. Oh, my God. And, and by the way, he, here's the tweet. And this Conscious Lee guy, he doesn't like me. All right. This guy doesn't like me. Let me show you why. If you want to know his get down, this is his get down right here. This lets you know about him. He had a problem with the movie Buck Breaking. Man, why is Tariq Nashi spreading lies about Buck Breaking? It was same gender loving Africans when Europeans believe the world was flat. Tariq, why are you teaching the community white folks introduce homosexuality with buck breaking camps? Okay. Lord, so that, that's that's what, what you need to know about him. All right. That's what you need to know about him. He's one of them. Um, yeah, the, the, there was some same sex couples going back for centuries. He, he defends bug breaking. I didn't say that the white supremacists introduced homosexuality. I've never said that. But that gives you an idea of his mindset. All right? But he, he's a moist, sassy, plebiscite babbler. All right? And you got a lot of those who was trying to get clout from this damn story. So I'm glad. Shout out to the sisters. Let me say this. This is why black men, black women, we got to be on cold with each other because the reason why this tether wasn't allowed to get away with that slick ass stuff she tried to get away with was because the FBA sisters, the FBA sisters said, no, nah, we ain't about to join no sisterhood of liars with your ass. The sisters call that out, which we need more of. We need more sisters calling that stuff out because, see, that makes it bad on you. Let's say a real situation happens. You really get assaulted. And buffoon-ass people like that, they minimize the seriousness of you getting assaulted because we got so many sisters out here, black women, end up missing, things happen to them. And when it's reported, nobody takes it seriously because we got clout chasing, scamming ass mammies like that tether. So shout out to the sisters who said, no, 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 no. You're not going to do that. You're not telling the truth and you're running a scam. So shout out to all the sisters who called that stuff out. Yes, yeah, celebrity. Celebrity, though, that's Daphne's um, Twitter handle. But I, I got to take my hat off to the FBA sisters because, look, the tether women were going along with it. The tether women were going along with the lies. 
It was the FBA sisters who said, nah, we ain't standing on that. All right. And speaking of tethers, um, what's y'all girl's name? Um, what's that politician's name? The bald headed one. Uh, what's her name? Ayanna Presley. So right now you got these people up here trying to convince us that we need to fight for immigration. And then let me, let me shout out to some of our non FBA people who are immigrants. We're not disrespecting you much respect to you. But right now we ain't really stomping politically for some of these other groups to come on up in here because there's too many issues and there's a lot of resources that we're being deprived of. So we have to really take care of home right now. So we're not really, as a collective group, we ain't rocking that immigration wave right now. And we're doing what we need to do to make sure we're good. But you have the Democrats out here stomping real hard, trying to convince us we need to be down with immigration. Now listen to Ayanna Presley. Listen to her talk about these immigrants who need help and all that stuff. Hold on. Listen to this. Hold on. Dr. King wanted reparations for foundational black Americans. I'm sick of these people using Dr. King's name. Dr. King wanted reparations for FBAs. Again, the dream he spoke about belongs to us all, to our DACA recipients, to our TPS holders, to our asylum seekers. And reparations. He wanted reparations and y'all never bring that up. And let's start with leading with his reparations claim. Let's lead with the reparations claim. I'm so proud to be here as your sister in the struggle and solidarity with my brother colleagues. And um, we will not stop fighting until we build an immigration system that centers compassion, dignity, and fairness. Not okay. cruelty. Ma'am... You look like a stunt double in the Woman King movie. Sit your Isaac Hayes head ass down. We're talking about reparations. We're not playing this game. We're not playing this game. Y'all like to sit up here and create the Dreamer program using Dr. King's name and all of this stuff. Dr. King wanted reparations for us, for foundational black Americans. None of these people stomp for us like they do for all of these other non-citizens. Is Ayanna Presley, is she Caribbean? 
What is her background? What is her background? All right. What's her damn background? Boy, these people are funny style. But look, even Kamala Harris, boy, see, people talk about us. They talk around doing stuff for us. They're always mentioning our icons and things that happen to us, but they always talk around us. You think? They always talk around us. She's Haitian. Oh, there it is. There it is. Somebody say she's Jamaican. Which one is it? All right. So now Kamala Harris, because see, when it comes, they stomp hard for these immigrant groups. But when it comes to us, boy, they get to talking real vague and boy, they get to splaining. They get to racism splaining. Now listen to Kamala Harris right here. Listen, she was on what the view. Listen to Kamala. Do you agree that America has never been a racist country? The history of racism in America should never be the subject of a soundbite or a, a, a question that is meant to elicit a one-sentence answer. But there is no denying that we have in our history as a nation racism and that racism has played a role in the history of our nation. And when I think about it, I, I think we all would agree that while um, it is part of our past and, and, the, and we see vestiges of it today. Is a part of our past and we see vestiges of it? See, yeah, that's explaining. See, y'all got to watch this. Remember, this woman comes from an East Indian background and we're seeing some of the, the coonery and buffoonery coming from her community like Vivek and Nikki Haley. All right. Because people criticize Nikki Haley for her racism denial. This is another version of it. All right? We should also be committed collectively to not letting it define the future of our country. It is not in the best interest of our progress as a nation to ban books and deny our children the ability to benefit from the knowledge of America's full history so that we can move toward progress so I, I, I it's unfortunate that um, that there are some who would deny fact or overlook it when in fact moving toward progress requires that we speak truth okay so notice when it comes to racism and basically when we talk about racism we're primarily talking about anti-black racism it's, well, you know, it's a vestige of the past. Oh, you know, it, it happened. It was long ago. Now, they do that when it's us. But the Asian community, boy, any form of racism or perceived racism, hate crime bill. All these people need to be protected and they need resources. Hate crime bill. Let's pass a bill and let's denounce anti-Asian hate crimes. They're loud and proud with it. When it comes to immigrant groups, boy, they are loud. They say it loud. They say it with their full chests. They don't sit around here and hem and haw with it. You, you see? It's not a thing in the past. It's not a thing in the past whatsoever. Now, Nikki Haley, who's a fellow East Indian like Kamala Harris, that's her background. Nikki Haley, she's going 
to she she's doing so much double speak trying to deny racism she's denying that there was ever racism and then she says that she experienced racism but then there was no racism nikki haley don't even know how to get her lie straight and a lot of people are criticizing nikki haley's um um racism denial but what how it's not too much different from kamala harris to me now listen to nikki haley listen to this horse crap I want to ask you about a comment you made earlier this week. You said that America has, quote, never been a racist country. When you look at, you know, the Declaration of Independence, it was that, you know, men are created equal. But what I look at it as is I was a brown girl that grew up in a small rural town. We had plenty of racism that we had to deal with. But my parents never said we lived in a racist country. Okay, well, what, what, that's double speak. You had racism, but your parents said you don't live in a racist country, so they lied to you. While you got absorbed by the group of people that were practicing racism against you. Because, see, Nikki, people like Nikki and Vivek, these people classify themselves as white. Yeah, she's up here talking about a brown girl. They pulled up her documents. She classifies herself as white. Oh, see that black and brown? That's why don't ever, 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 ever go for that black and brown nonsense. This woman up here talking about as a brown girl. They play that brown stuff when it's convenient. Nikki Haley identifies herself as white. This woman identifies herself as white, point blank, period, nothing. She's classifies herself as white they'll do all that brown stuff when it's convenient black folks don't fall for it hold on hold on let me get it playing again hold on never said we lived in a racist country and i'm so thankful they didn't because for every brown and black child out there if you tell them they live or born in a racist country you're immediately telling them they don't have a chance. Well, ma'am, you don't have a chance, and all you did was surrender by labeling yourself white. So you didn't have a chance. You copped out. Now, you started to identify with your oppressor. You can't give us advice on how to deal with racism. You now identify with your oppressor, ma'am. So you can't tell us anything. You've been psychologically defeated. If somebody's practicing an injustice towards you and then you start identifying as that person, they won. That's why, let me get on camera. Vivek, we see him when he got spanked out there in Iowa and the the alt-right started turning on him. Boy, he started putting some curry butter biscuits together. He started kissing ass left and right. That's your spirit of defeat. You got a spirit of damn defeat. You can't tell us anything. Yeah, you. the Stockholm Syndrome is on full. So they want to rewrite history. See, you've rewritten your own history. Now you send, you're talking about you were brown, but now you classify yourself as white and you're trying to rewrite history for us. You can't speak for us. We acknowledge systematic white supremacy and racism, and we counter that in the pursuit of trying to replace that system with the system of justice. Because if it were not for us fighting for rights for non-white people, you couldn't come over here and be the bootlick you are.
You understand? You couldn't come over here and be the groveling bootlick you turned out to be. All right, let me play the rest of this. Hold on. And my parents would always say, you may have challenges. And yes, there will be people who are racist, but that doesn't define what you can do in this country. You're talking about the ideals of America, but America was founded institutionally on many racist precepts, including slavery. Not many, just racism, period. It was, listen, it was founded on anti-black racism, period. But when you look at said all men are created equal, I think the intent, the intent was to do the right thing. Okay, what is she talking about? What what is what is she what is she talking about the intent was to do the right thing? It says all men are equal, but it said we were three fifths of a person. And we were property, so we weren't created equal. And in fact, they created the ideology of white supremacy, meaning that we are inherently inferior. And all of the so-called forefathers said this. We had to fight against these people. What do you mean the intent? The intent was to subjugate us indefinitely until we stopped them. That was the intent. Don't let people rewrite no damn history. The intent was for them to subjugate us indefinitely. We had to say, hey, man, enough is enough. We had to stop that. Hold on. Let me play some more of this. Boy, these folks love to try to rewrite history, man. Hold on. Where we at? Where we at? Where we at? All right. Hold on. Now, did they have to go fix it along the way? Yes, but I don't think the intent was ever that we were going to be a racist country. The intent was everybody was going to be created equally. And as we went through time, they fixed the things that were not all men are created equal. They made sure women became equal too. All of these things happened over. What? What? Okay. Okay. Yeah. White women. Yeah. White women. For time. But I refuse to believe that the premise of when they formed our country was based on the fact that it was a racist country to start with. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, ma'am, when you've been defeated, you you can sit here and play the denial game because you've been defeated. These folks sat here and created a bunch of anti-black laws. It was founded on racism, not just racism, specifically anti-black racism. Everything was designed to subjugate us. Everything was designed so that there would be deprivation towards us. The treaties that were made, it was all about some of the red Native American tribes turning in us. The black codes, the fugitive slave laws, um, the detribalization of certain groups if the tribes, the native tribes look too Negro. 
I mean, these people went out of their way. Laws and uh, so many um, statutes were put into place where they were punishing people if, if they had just a little bit of what they said was Negroid blood in them. See, when we talk about mulattoes, and I've talked about this before, mulattoes, you're talking about black and red Native Americans. Those were the ones who were initially created or called mulattoes. And what happened was um, early 20th century, the, the Walter Pleckers and the Naomi Drakes, these folks started... And they were open white supremacists. They started getting paperwork and saying, hey, we see mulatto on any of your documents. We're going to go back and look at your birth certificates, death records. And if we see an M on any of that stuff, because see, we're white supremacists. There's a eugenics movement. We have to keep everybody white. So they said, look, all of these people in Virginia on the East Coast, you're going to be in two categories, one or two, either um, white or Negro. And we're going to make this thing real plain. And we're going to look at these documents. And if we see anything mulatto, that's now Negro. And that's exactly what they did. They started to classify if you had a mulatto great, great, great grandmother. Oops, you, you're a Negro now. They were doing that. When you do stuff like that, yeah, this is a pretty racist country if you do something like that. They started changing paperwork. Yeah, when you are that desperate to maintain white supremacy, yeah, the one drop rule, and you're punishing anybody with a drop of Negro blood, because that was the standard. The If a blood drop was a Negro, oh, you can't get nothing. See, that was the punishment. You And understand, the dominant society, they go through all of these psychological roller coasters to not get put into the Negro category. This is why there's so many um, um, just psychological issues with these people. They live with an insecurity. See, we we have we're, we're pretty confident. We look, we're already black. You know, we already know what they're going to do. They've already done everything they could to us and we survived. So we ain't even tripping. This is why we can walk around competently as, as foundational black Americans. But y'all got to understand some of these immigrant groups in the dominant society, these people live in a state of perpetual insecurity. Oh, they, they got to change and, and hide their ethnic background so that you won't find out there's a Negro somewhere down the family tree. You think? And the reason why the Nikki Haley's and others end up classifying themselves as white is specifically because we're based on a, on an anti-black racist society. You think? So don't let these people play that game. Don't let them play that game whatsoever, ladies and gentlemen. But this whole thing where we are supposed to think that there's a kumbaya thing with these other groups. Collectively, nah. Collectively, no. I mean, we got some individual riders, but look, us stomping for the immigration thing, nah. And you got people like Plies, and now people are trying to question Plies' background now because Plies is really stomping hard. 
the rapper Plies. Um, let me play a, a, a clip of him stomping for immigrants real heavy. Hold on one second. Listen to Plies. I'm saying the motherfucker about immigrants. Oh, look at that. Oh, they just come over here and they take our jobs. Take y'all jobs? What motherfucking job? The job that nobody don't want. The job that everybody think they too motherfucking good for anyway. The motherfucking people walk 17 motherfucking days. Sleeping okay, he's saying MF too much. Okay, so y'all get the point. I don't want to, because Plies is just saying I don't, I don't want to get a strike. He's saying MF every other word. So, you know, he's sounds like a Democratic shill on this one. I don't know what Plies is doing, and I like Plies, but yeah, Plies is kind of pandering a little bit now. But Plies, you don't want to do that. You don't want to start pandering, brother. That ain't a good look. Because, look, we're saying to the people, hey, man, we are going to have to get us some tangibles. We ain't playing this kumbaya game. We need some tangibles, ladies and gentlemen. And the Democrats, boy, they're out here trying to run this game. They got the memo from the DNC to say, hey, go out here and tell black people all the things you're doing for them because black people are demanding stuff now. Foundational black Americans, we're saying we want them reparations. We want them tangibles. So now they didn't send the Democrats out here to start explaining. Now, this is Ebony K. Williams, Democratic shill. So they didn't send her out here to explain all the good stuff that Biden and his administration is doing for black people. Now listen to this. Hold on. Like any good tactician, they are reading the room. And frankly, they're reading the SCOTUS decision that flat out told them that any broad stroke student loan forgiveness will have to come through Congress. So executive branch, have a seat. Biden is rightfully pivoting and he's using the existing tools that are already available to him in order to forgive and provide immediate relief to Americans all across the country. And if you don't think that matters, just because it's not coming in the form of new legislation. Now, Americans all across the country, this is for everybody. Frankly, you're missing it. Let me prove it to you. Now, I mentioned a good friend who woke up one morning just last month and got an unsolicited email with the subject line, your student loan debt has been forgiven, period. This woman had well over $70,000 of debt erased overnight. And aside from the obvious, she specifically appreciated the fact that when she goes out to buy a home, which she was already planning to do this year, now her debt to income ratio will be exponentially more favorable than before this move from our president. She will literally, y'all, be able to buy an entirely different kind of home, one with more space and with more equity, which will... And, and so does everybody else. Everybody else gets the same thing. So there is no closure of a wealth gap. We put her on track to better establish both her personal wealth and, broadly speaking, help close this black wealth gap that we keep on talking so much. No, no it doesn't. It doesn't close the black wealth gap if you're uplifting everybody. It doesn't close the wealth gap. If you'd have lifted everybody up, the other groups that you lifted up, their wealth is going to go up too. If their student loan debt is relieved, if whites and Asians and everybody else, their stuff is wiped out. So they're already in a good running and a good standing. So now they have more money to invest and 
get further ahead, and that's going to widen the gap even more because you lifted them up too, and they haven't been oppressed. You're lifting other groups up who have not been oppressed like us. You are lifting up the groups who already have a goddamn head start. So you're lifting them up for absolutely no reason at all, and they don't even need lifting up. So no, this doesn't close the wealth gap, ma'am. This is Democrat babble. All right, hold on. Hold on. About, we do want to do that still, right? Okay, right. And that brings me to my point. A few of our- uh, This old snarky ass attitude. When they, they're addressing us, this old snark, it's always this disrespectful ass narrative when they talk to us. Favorite blogs. Hollywood Unlocked, the Jasmine brand, others, they have posted some true stories of this exact type of student loan forgiveness. And y'all, the comment sections are in shambles. I'm seeing everything from, it's too late, Biden, go to bed, you're old, to, we don't care, get Biden and Kamala out of there, y'all are all cap. Frankly, I'm just really confused. Didn't the culture say that we wanted student loan forgiveness? No, no. We said we wanted reparations, ma'am. No, we didn't. No, we didn't. No, we didn't. Let me get on camera for a minute on this one. No, the culture didn't say that. That's y'all saying that. These people try to talk to us like we're dumb. No, the culture is saying we want reparations specifically for foundational black Americans. You guys said that. Hey, we'll give you student loan forgiveness and that's going to be for everybody. I'm not a college student, never been one. And I need some tangibles. A lot of us are not college students. Some of us didn't go to college. You know why? I couldn't afford it. Because I didn't have no reparations. Maybe if I had some reparations, I could have went to college to get some student debt. Yeah? A lot of black people out here can't even get to college. You don't have the paper to get it. Let me play the rest of this woman. Hold on. These folks think we're dumb. Didn't we say that that's what we demanded of this administration? No. Because the culture right now is literally getting thousands and sometimes hundreds of thousands of dollars forgiven directly because of action. The culture? You mean everybody? The culture ain't getting nothing. Everybody's getting something, ma'am. We're just getting crumbs that everybody else is getting. ...of Biden and Kamala and this administration. But now all of a sudden y'all in the comments talking about it's too late and we don't care? Make it make sense. It makes sense because this is a con game. Because it can't be too late because, I don't know, forgiveness today does not increase your FICO score. It certainly does. So are you telling me that it's too late because the popular political narratives of the culture in this moment is that Biden and them ain't done nothing for black people? So we... Biden and them. Another thing, too, let me let me say this. Let, let me say this because this woman is getting on my nerves with this condescending. Every time she's addressing a black person, and this is a bedwinch, by the way. We've seen her all hugged up with Zaddy. This old condescending Biden and them. Y'all all capping stuff. Uh-uh. Y'all done. This old played out Ebonics that she's using to speak in our vernacular. 
All of us don't talk like that. So blackness is binding them. You all cap and shit. That little, that's that boule condescending ass nonsense. That bed wench ass talk right there. Every time she's addressing somebody black, uh, y'all all cap. Uh, uh, what y'all talking about, Willis? This shows the contempt that, yeah, that she throws on this weird black scent. You notice that? This old weird, disrespectful black scent. We don't care. Well, yeah, we all we don't care about no damn student loan forgiveness and shit. That old cap. This is bedwinch babble. Hold on, boy, the condescension here. Hold on. We plan to stay home on our couches or go vote for Trump come November because, you know, Trump did give us a STEMI check. Knock it off. For real. And by the way, Biden also gave us a STEMI check. I digress. Just tell me you don't understand politics or civics without telling me you don't understand politics or civics. Y'all niggas are dumb. Okay. It, it's always y'all niggas are just too dumb. Let me, the, the smart bedwinch, school you. Let me school you, dumb, um, ignorant Negroes. Just because your favorite radio favorites, yes, I'm talking about Charlemagne and them, say that Biden hadn't done nothing for us, you're going to rock with that so you can feel like a cool kid and a contrarian? Even when the facts, when the actual policy and impact show you and yours something very different? A stimmy check. Okay. Okay, hold on. Yeah, a stimmy check. I, I, I hate when these people try to makeup slang i ain't never heard a black person use the term stimmy check man we's gonna get us a stimmy check Woo, that stimmy check Woo, i can't wait on a stimmy check a stimmy check this is this is like negro race play she's doing for zaddy family i ain't never heard a black person use the term stimmy check I swear to God, I know millions of black people. I've not heard one of them use the term stimmy check. Okay? They're making up these caricature stereotypes of us. Like, we're the narrative is that we're all mushmouth. Dusty niggas and sexy reds out here. Y'all want some stimmy check? I'ma eat me some Mickey D's and eat a stimmy check. Now y'all see why I go against these Negroes so much. I can't. That's that rolling crowd, that boule. Y'all, y'all see why I can't stand these Negroes and they can't stand me. Now y'all see why I can't stand these damn boule bootlickers. Hold on. I'm going to just say some of y'all get the political leadership you deserve. And I'm going to leave it right there. But for the rest of us that actually believe in holding elected officials accountable for the policies that actually improve the state of black America. See, we got to stand in that. And we got to stand in acknowledging, if not applauding, when Biden, Harris, Trump, anybody actually delivers on something we've demanded of them since inauguration. And y'all know I've had my doubts that this administration would do anything significant around student loan debt, 
especially when their initial efforts were overly broad and deemed unconstitutional. Those failed. But this is the kind of stuff I love being wrong about. This administration worked around it. For that, I salute them. For their success, and I have to say this to the black electorate, say what you mean and mean what you say, because come November 5th, know that it's not a game. Oh, Lord, 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 boy. So that's the tactic of what they're doing now, to send their little Negro shills out here and talk at us like we're stupid. That's the new technique, family, to talk down on us like we're stupid as hell. So that's what it is, and we ain't going for it, family. We're letting them know it's all about reparations. Yeah, no more political bullying. No more political bullying. Yeah, this whole talking Ebonics and... No, that ain't it. We're being more politically sophisticated and we're letting these people know that we got to get our reparations on. And we're about to see a whole bunch of this stuff, family. We're about to see a lot of this stuff in Hollywood. They're going to start sending their plebiscite babblers out here they're going to send all of their folks out to run that game on us and we're not going for it we're not going to go for that nonsense anyway y'all let me get up out of here the conversation was real listen go to hiddenhistorymuseum.com to get this book here hidden heroes from a to z great book ladies and gentlemen hiddenhistorymuseum.com and also if you're in la you got to come by the Hidden History Museum. Come visit. Also, get your Rootwork deodorant at rootworkstyle.com. Use y'all stimmy check. You can use your stimmy check to get you some Rootwork. Stimmy check. Goddamn idiots. Man, man. And family, I'm still thinking about doing the, uh, the rally in D.C., because stuff like this, I'm seeing some of the stuff going on. I'm like, boy, we need, man, we need to get out here. But there's some, you know, again, I'm kicking the idea around. I'm still, I'm, I'm still kicking the can around. Some days I wake up and I'm like, man, I don't feel like dealing with all this stuff. And then some days I'm like, man, we, we need it. When I see some of the stuff that the political structure is doing and they're sending folks out here to, to explain and babble and undermine us, I'm like, man, we... Man, we kind of need that. So again, I, I'm kicking the can around. I keep everybody posted on it. But anyway, man, go to rootworkstyle.com, um, hiddenhistorymuseum.com, ladies and gentlemen. Um, y'all guys have a great weekend. I will talk to you right here on Sunday. Y'all be good. Papiakute, lullaboo to the family. Peace. <laughs>